evening, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Geeks Who Haunt. Tonight, I am joined yet again by Lord Commander Ulrich, and we're going to be talking about 13 Ghosts. Ooh, spooky. Wait, why are we talking about that hot mess of a movie? Because it's my 13th episode. Ooh, spooky. Okay, but why not Friday the 13th? It's a better movie. Because I want to talk about 13 Ghosts for my 13th episode. Ooh, spooky. Wait, hold on a second. Wasn't The Invisible Man your 13th episode? No, we're talking about 13 Ghosts. <sighs> Fine, I'll do this if you stop saying, ooh, spooky. Fine, I'll say, ooh, spooky. God damn it, that's worse. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're talking about 13 Ghosts. Um, I thought it would be a good, <sighs> different type of thing to do for a quote-unquote 13, how about we say this, 13 and a half episode. How about that? How is this <laughs> different than the normal crap you make me watch? Well, no, I mean, like, everybody does, ooh, uh, does 13 episodes, Friday the 13th, or, you know. Because Friday all, the 13th is good. Everybody does Friday the 13th, and I don't like Friday the 13th. I like 13 ghosts. That's because you like things that are bad. No, the ghosts have good, good written stories to them. They always... Yeah. Kind of freaked me out when I was younger, so... Okay, fair. Well, we'll talk about the positives first. The use of practical effects and how they created the ghosts and actually made stories for the ghosts is interesting. Yes. But 90% of the ghost's backstory isn't in the movie. I know. I really wish there was more. Like, I like I told Ulrich when we were re-watching this movie and stuff, like, I really want to see, like, a Netflix series on the ghosts and like each episode is centered around one ghost and we just get to see like their whole story played out all the way up to their death like i i don't know because they went to such lengths to make backstories for these ghosts but and most of them get maybe 20 seconds of screen time yeah and uh except for the naked one they're like hey look we got a naked lady (laughs) which okay that that this movie knows what its its strengths are yeah I don't know. I, yes, practical effects was great. Backstories were good if they were in the movie. But overall, this movie is just, it's not as bad as some of the other shit you've made me watch. <laughs> like, it's entertaining, but it's its not as over the top as a movie that opens with a water truck full of blood should be. I know, just that, didn't, weren't they just getting the juggernaut? They were getting one of the ghosts. He's supposedly the most dangerous ghost besides the jackal. Yeah, they keep going back and forth, like, who's the most dangerous one, and they say it like it means things like, oh, no, the jackal, and we're like, oh, no, who the fuck's the jackal? And then, oh, no, the juggernaut, the most dangerous one. And then two seconds later, oh, no, the jackal, the most dangerous one. And you don't really see that. (laughs) But this movie opens with a literal water truck of blood, and you're like, oh, okay, that's where we're going? I know, but the henchmen, though, they, they had pretty brutal deaths like that one the one that got sucked into the um trunk of the car and then uh, was it the trunk i thought it was the hood he gets pulled into a car and then the car just starts bleeding and it's just like there is no over the top like cool yeah no the deaths at the very beginning were super cool and then from there it just kind of peters out like they spent all their budget getting the water trucks of blood and the over the top gore yeah it's it's really tame um, and then we're introduced to the family. Um, you know, there's the nanny or 
kind of, she, I don't know if I'd call her the nanny. She's, I think she's, she's like a nanny. Live-in nanny. She's a living nanny. She's a living nanny, but her, and, you know, Tony Schoenberg is doing, you know, the dad, and you got the daughter, and you got a kid doing a true crime podcast before true crime podcasts were a thing. Yeah, literally doing a true crime podcast. <laughs> and it's like, oh, which is, there's a lot of weird details in this script. Like I said, the kid, you know, is obsessed with murders and is recording it all. And it's like, where's that going? Yeah, because they, they don't do anything with the kid later on besides he just uses his little Razor scooter to just fucking <laughs> run around. You remember with. Razor scooters? Yeah, I almost broke my butt on one. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> um... <sighs> But then, the, like, the whole big story is, well, they're struggling for money because yeah. reasons. Like, he had a big house, and obviously they're making money, but the house the burned wife, down. Yeah, the, and the wife uh, died in the no. fire. Yeah, and I get that. But... And so they lost all their possessions, all all their stuff, and he's trying to support them in probably a big city, kind of like New York or something. I don't know something. what's going on, because, like, it's, the house implies that they had money and a, he was working a good job. Yeah. But the whole crux of the story is your rich uncle gave you this house out in the, you know, sticks as well as all this money. And like, I didn't know I had a rich uncle, which is always a red flag. Did he not? I feel like he did know about him. But he was kind of like the estranged uncle. Maybe it was the estranged uncle. I don't know. Yeah, because it wasn't us. He knew about him. Okay. But it's just like this movie has a lot of red flags or something bad going on like the lawyer feels like he's nazi extra number four in you know a holocaust movie yeah well all he wanted to do was get them into the house so he could get to the basement to get his quote-unquote money that was left for him yeah but like i mean seriously there's everything about the way this guy's playing the lawyer oh yeah is very don't trust this motherfucker oh yeah and again this feels like a marriage of two separate movies like one of these feels like a raimi-esque evil dead over the top horror movie which would have been great and isn't this more grounded, realistic, well, not realistic, but more grounded PG-13 horror movie. Mm. And it makes no sense. Also, why does the lawyer speak Latin? Like, he's fluent in Latin. Like, at one point, he pulls up his laptop with a satanic background, which just oh, yeah. goes unmentioned. No, I think, I'm pretty sure that's probably was the uncle's laptop. Maybe, but, okay, so you... <laughs> I'm sorry, a satanic back wallpaper screen. Yeah. Again, this, 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 this movie is two things. Yeah. And the greedy, greedy lawyer, you know, after everybody gets to the house and gets in and shit like that, he goes down to the basement, and when he lifts up the briefcase, you know, that starts the whole ticking of the clock thing. Yeah, this weird giant clockwork house. Yeah. Which, let's talk about the design of the house, because again, I think it's a big actual stage Uh set, like it's actual physical. It's kind of cool, with all the big, but I don't know why anyone would see that and go, yeah, I want to live here. Yeah. Or I want to stay the night, because there are, every wall is glass. You can see through everything. There's no privacy. Even the bathrooms, even though the bathrooms are, like, those old, like, 70s, like, super thick fucking glass things to where everything's blurred, but, you know, it's still glass in the bathrooms. Yeah, and then again, that's that weird scene, like, it's hinting at the art, because they do the whole steamy shower scene with the daughter, and it's teasing things up, and then it cuts away, it's like, what are you, movie? What do you want to be? Yeah. And 
you got the scene with the kid riding his razor scooter around the house and kind of, I don't know if it's supposed to invoke The Shining or it's just like razor scooters were a thing and this is a thing kids would do. Oh, I didn't even think about The Shining thing and the razor scooter and the bicycle thing. I don't know if that is an intentional thing they did or it's just kind of a coincidence because this movie's weird. And then Matthew Lillard shows up. Well, he showed up at the very beginning, remember, when yeah, everybody was Yeah, but this is him, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I work for the uh, power company. Mm-hmm. And Oh, 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 but the most stupidest thing is, you know, once some ghosts are being released and everything like that, and the father is down in the basement looking for the son that went running away because, you know, he was told to stay put, but no, we got to run away. Well, um, and he's no down in the basement, either. and then, you know... The jackal almost uh, is released, and all of a sudden, fucking out of nowhere, there's this what paranormal lady that just fucking drops oh, from the ceiling. Right. Yeah, she just drops from the ceiling. I'm here to save you. Yeah, she. I feel like there are multiple scripts that got mashed together, and that her and Matthew Lillard's character were originally the same or the same character. Mm, maybe. They, well, they, don't, they accomplish the same purpose. Like, we talk about watching this. Matthew Lillard is there to explain the ghosts and the black, what is it, Zodiac mm-hmm. and all that. But and she's she, there. she comes in and she, she explains the black Zodiac all over again. Again, yeah. So I feel like they're this, they were meant to be the same character, but they decided to make them two characters. And let's talk about the biggest, the dumbest but possible also the biggest budget savings when they put on the special glasses, then they can see the ghosts. Hey, yeah, well, you never know. They have to. I don't know. It's it. It's cheesy, and it would work if this movie was consistently dumb and cheesy. Hmm. I don't know. And then the fact that you know, of course, the uncle was never actually dead. And all the times that you see him in the house popping up with, like, the ghosts and stuff, it's all just special effects makeup he put on to... An elaborate ruse to get his nephew there. To kill himself, to open up the... Portal. See, that's where this movie falls apart. Portal, yeah. Is it gets to the big reveal of his plan, and you don't care anymore. No. You're just at the point of, oh, God, this is still going? And it's, oh, God, of course he's going to have to sacrifice himself to save his kids. Like, because why not? And then you get the big reveal of, well, the paranormal expert, oh, she's actually evil. Okay, and then she's dead. Yeah, she gets smushed between two doors. Which, again, cool death scene, but for a character that has maybe 15 minutes of screen time? Yeah. It feels like just you don't need to be here. And then this whole big, you know, I was alive all along and you're part of my plan. And oh, I murdered your wife all those years ago because it's all no, part of my No, he didn't murder the wife. He went to the hospital where the wife had died to capture her spirit to use in this whole thing. I thought he murdered her so he could no. capture her spirit. No. Oh. No, it's still dumb because it gets real convoluted. And you've watched this movie a couple times. Yeah. Like you, this is one movie you asked like, I've watched it a couple times with you and I always get to the end and I go, okay, what's going on? You always say the same thing. Like, I don't know. Uh, you lose the plot of the thread, the thread of the plot in this movie as it becomes this big, weird, jumbly mess with a really kind of mediocre ending. Yeah. There's just a big CGI explosion at the very end. Well, no, because he... All the ghosts are, you know, being pulled up towards the heart of the clock thing. And with the uncle there, they see him and they get, you know, pissed off. And they take him and they throw him into the 
into the thing and he gets splattered into a bunch of pieces. And then they all go and stand around the twirly middle part of the clock thing, waiting for, you know, the thing to happen. And then the, the dad all jumps in and the clock is destroyed. And the and middle pieces go flying everywhere and break the house and things explode. And, the, and then with the house destroyed, the ghosts are free and they just kind of roam out into the open. Which, yeah, we talked about that. The ending is weird because these are murder ghosts like terrible evil horrible ghosts and the movie ends with them either being freed or going on to hell or heaven or no because they just wander back out into the island it's they're they're free it's but it makes it's it doesn't make sense like okay they're free to go where back to their murder thing then if that's the case why didn't they murder the family they're a bunch of murder ghosts exactly this movie has a weird nonsense any the only thing i can give it credit for is that it doesn't end with a whole and then the uncle was secretly alive and gained whatever power he wanted fake out ending or i he never oh yeah okay he gets he definitely yeah no i first i got mixed up with the uncle and the father for a second there i was like the father did live though yeah the father and the kids all walk away and then all of a sudden the nanny comes shambling through the house. Hey guys, I I want to raise after this or something like that. Yeah, we get that last minute of ho ho. And like, yeah, I for, I forgot the nanny was even there. This yeah. is a mess of a movie. Yeah, like this could really be remade or redone or done something with like if you wanted to make this a series and you wanted the for each season to be about a different ghost, it could work. It could work with this cast. This movie could work if it was the big dumb, fun, over-the-top, insane movie that it, you know, wants to be with a glass house and 13 or 12, because the 13th one is its own thing, over-the-top, crazy demon ghosts with really interesting effects and backstories, and it's it's never that. It's never as over-the-top. Like, it has moments, like the blood truck, like the paranormal investigator getting smashed between the plates like the ghost that's forced to walk around naked i honestly feel really bad for that actress yeah but you know they have all these ghosts and there's only like three that are actually used the the juggernaut the jackal and uh the what the fuck she's called the beauty queen and then you have the mother and child yeah i know but they're not actually used like the mother and child they're just there in the background being weird yeah and there's the kid but the only three ghosts that are actually used were those three everybody else is just there to be in the background and stare at you and that's it like they don't they don't use anybody yeah no and it's weird and i get that they had 13 ghosts but can you imagine going through the hours of makeup that these people had to go through. Yeah, just to stand there. For maybe a total of two minutes. Yeah. And like I said, I feel bad for the actor that played the Beauty you know, Queen, not because she had to be naked, but because she had to wear all that makeup all over mm-hmm. for two minutes of screen time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's full body makeup. There's Contacts and hair and prosthetics. and Yeah. I just hope she got paid well. I, I, mean, I hope everyone made good money off this movie because... Yeah. It's a mess. And it doesn't have to be. Like, it opens really promising. Like, this is the movie when you're flipping through TV and you see water trucks of blood. Mm-hmm. You're going to stop and go, what the hell is this? Now, yes, it is a mess of a movie. 
but it's kind of an entertaining mess of a movie. It's still something that I would still, if I saw it on TV, I would still probably stop and watch it. You do. That's what we, <laughs> You've watched this multiple times. Well, I'm trying to, you know, tell, tell our listeners that, you know, just because it's crap doesn't mean it's bad crap. And I'm trying not to deter them from watching the movie if they haven't watched it themselves. Because I think everybody should watch it. It's 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 interesting crap. It's not the same level of crap of stuff you would be watching in the past, like La Llorona or The Nun or The Boy or Pet Cemetery or 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 the list can go on. Because I get stuck with these bad movies. But it's it's also it's a great example of unrealized potential. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff going here. But the cast is so small, you can't really get a lot of kills in. Yeah, that's true. So there's there's total of two kills in the entire three kills in the entire movie. Uh, the lawyer, the lawyer, the girlfriend, the um, the uncle, and the and the other guy, the 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 empath person. That Matthew Lillard's character die? Oh, that's right, he does die. How yes. does he die? I don't remember. He gets in it with the Juggernaut. Oh, that's the right. The Juggernaut keeps smashing him against the walls. That's right. And the deaths are all kind of bleh, except for the paranormal investigator, because she gets smashed between two plates. Well, and the lawyer. Oh, that's right, he gets bifurcated. Yep. So there's potential. But then Matthew Lillard's one is he just gets thrown against walls until he bleeds out and dies. Yep. And the uncle's is he gets thrown into a big, whirly, choppy blade machine that's not even that interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that at least it's not ghost ship bad. That movie, no, fuck that movie. Uh, I still I still like watching it, though. <sighs> fuck that movie. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead and plug your shit. Yeah, if you know me, you probably know me from... The other podcasts that I do with my co-host, Axel Wright, either Geeks with Shields, which is a geeky podcast, or our newer podcast, Geeks of Grimdark, which is a Warhammer podcast. So if either of those things interest you, check them out, because if you're listening to this, then we're also on wherever you're listening to us at. And I uh, hope you enjoy this and look forward to whatever else Slagathor has in planned for me this season. <laughs> I promise you're not going to be my only co-host. <laughs> All right, guys. Your horror tip number 13. If it seems too good to be true, it's probably haunted. <laughs>